Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. If you have your Bible, go with me on the left-hand side, and uh, you can go with me to Micah chapter 7. Micah, no one ever reads his book. That way when you get to heaven, you can tell him, no, I read a couple verses. So he didn't like get dissed, you know what I mean? Everyone likes to read all Isaiah or Jeremiah, but no, you know, people don't talk about Haggai or Micah. But you're gonna like tonight, the title of my uh, communication piece to you for a minute is gonna be, Get It Back. Someone say, get it back. Someone say, get it back. Um, I felt this about six to eight weeks ago. I was walking in my bedroom, and um, I heard like, a God, like an idea went through me, and it didn't leave me. It's how I knew it was God. And, uh, and I felt the presence of God when I heard it. And he said, watch what I do in these next three months for my people. I'm gonna restore to them things they've lost, things they've gave away, funds, resources, opportunities that have been redeemed. I'm gonna redeem and restore things that they've lost over the last three years. The last three years, I am gonna restore things before their very eyes, and I can even tell you this right now, I can already go here if, I, if I'm ready to go here, but I, without speaking, but there's two different people that are going, that have gone through bankruptcy, and one's going through bankruptcy right now, one professionally and one personally, and I wanna tell you, God's gonna restore it, and he's gonna repair it, and it's not gonna damage and tarnish your name, and the one person who has the business that's going through a business bankruptcy. I'm not gonna make you stand because it'll embarrass you, but I'm not gonna do it. God's gonna give you another idea, and that idea is gonna come in the month of October, around the 12th of October, and when that idea comes, you're gonna know it's gonna be position you for what's gonna happen in January. It'll be a swift delivery, and you're gonna start a business, and things are gonna be slow at first, but you're gonna find a runway, and you're gonna lift off in the month of April of 2024. I came to give that a message to somebody tonight. If somebody has guts and you feel like that was for you, just lift your hand and look at that. Sir, can you just, thank you for having the guts. Stand up for a minute. Lord, I thank you for blessing that man. I thank you for enriching him. And I thank you that the future is not determined by the past. Thank you for full restoration. Even your own body's gonna feel better. Where you felt so sluggish in your body over the last six to eight months, like your body's slowing down, watch what I do, says Lord. I'm gonna stir up your metabolism, but I'm also gonna bring healing into your hip area. Your hips area, you're gonna feel looser like you got a spinal adjustment, but it's gonna be supernatural. Lord, I thank you for bringing healing all throughout his body and restoring health to him tonight. In Jesus' awesome name. Is that about right? Was I truthful on that? With the whole body and the lower hip, move your body, look for healing. Everyone's gonna watch you move right now, let's go. Come on, feels better? Does it feel looser? Come on, all right, all right, just making sure. Give the Lord a clap and a shout, that's cool. Before I speak here real quick, someone's been having a lot of numbness and tingling in your feet. Numbness and tingling in your feet. Would you raise your hand? I can feel it. You, ma'am, just come to the front. You have a cool high shirt on and everything. I like you, what's your first name? 
Rosemary, what a beautiful name. I'm really gentle. Jesus, thank you for my friend Rosemary. And I thank you for, Lord, opening up all of those veins that are closed. And I thank you for restoring, Lord, taking all that numbness away from her feet. Here she is on her feet serving people in your name. And you said the greatest in your kingdom. Maybe not the biggest kingdom and maybe not that man's kingdom, but in your kingdom, the greatest people are the people that serve people. And Lord, I honor her. And I thank you that healing belongs to her flow through her body. You're gonna feel a warmth down the backhand side of your right leg. Go all the way through your foot. Now, there it is. Watch, move your right leg. Now watch it. Oh, my goodness. What'd you just feel go through you? What happened? What just happened? It's gone? What was there before? Numb. It was numb, and it's not numb, numb. Come up here, sweetheart. Can you help me? Be, yeah, and you got a great haircut, by the way. I always like to call out. We're like family. Watch how good you feel, girl. Hold on to me. My wife doesn't mind if I hold hands. There's only one woman I go home to. You're too old for me? Ah, oh, dang it. So you're not saying there's a chance. I want you to jump up and down. What just happened to all that pain? Is that awesome? And he gets the glory. And he alone gets the glory. Absolutely right. God gave us personalities, but Jesus gets all the credit. How much different does that feel in your legs? Jog with me for a little bit. Come on. Girl. You got good days ahead. You got, you're going to go back to work, and also your left knee is being healed. All that osteoporosis that's been in that side of that knee. Stand behind her. I break that off tonight. And I thank you, God, for full restoration over her knee. Let there be no surgeries and no falls. No falls. It's a, it's a privilege to serve people, huh? I'll get to my cool message, promise. What just happened? That's pretty deep. Go for it. You're all right. I'm so glad that you came to church tonight. You guys can help her when she's ready. If not, get her a seat on the stage. She can hang out. Maybe she'll change her mind about dating other, younger men. Oh, she can sit. Oh, yeah. Put my girlfriend right there on the front row. I see what she did. That was very, very strategic. Are you okay? If you okay to me to go just for one more time real quick here? Somebody's been pregnant, and you've been having, like, there's, there's been challenges being pregnant. You're pregnant, and you've been having, like, just not a, not a good feeling. Where are you at? Lift your hand. You, over there in the cheap seats. You're way up high. That's a hike for me, but I'm willing to come to you, girlfriend. Can I come? Are you guys okay? Okay. You say, why would you do this at the start of a, a message? Because I care. I care. Can you come meet me halfway? Like the Black Eyed Peas song, can you meet me halfway? It wasn't on a Hillsong song. It was a Black Eyed Peas song back when they were cool with Will I Am. 
You gotta love Will I Am. God bless Will I Am. Watch how cool. How long have you been pregnant? Um, I'm 28 weeks. 28 weeks, and there's been a dullness in there and the complications. You're gonna feel, even when I pray for you, you're gonna start to feel something begin to move inside of your womb now. Life inside you, and I cancel. You're gonna give birth. Healthy child, no deformities. I cancel Satan's plans against that child. And I thank you for the destiny on that child's life, and you're a good mama. All that panic and that anxiety and the hormones that have been going nuts for three months. Partially, it's just medical. The other part of it, the enemy's taken advantage of that and try to put all kinds of ideas in your head that you're unfit. I call damn lie. And I say tonight that you are not condemned lie, that you are a free woman, you're God's daughter. You are free. God's presence makes you free. In Jesus' name. God's really proud of you. God's really proud of you. I haven't even started speaking my message, and a lot of people came tonight from L.A., all over the place. But isn't that cool that he interrupted that? Did you feel that go right through your womb? Everywhere. Everywhere. Move your neck around. Move your body around. Watch it. You're going to get stuff back. That's what you came for, right? That's what you came for? Aren't you glad you came to church that believes in miracles? Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Man, something's good. That was a little bit of a hike. I should have had like my like watch on to get my steps in right there. Man, we got to count calories right there or something. All right, if you have your Bible, let's go with me here for a minute. But before I do, there's someone with gastral stomach problems. I can flow in this. This is here. You wanted it. You wanted it. Last time I was here, a boy that couldn't walk on a wheel walker took off running. You wanted it. I can talk about God or I can show him. I like show and tell messages. Jesus said, if I don't do the works of my Father, don't believe the words that I tell you, John 37. Any church that says Jesus does not do miracles anymore, you should cut out everyone that he does because he says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that he is the Lord and does not change. Don't base your theology on tragedy or somebody else's psychology. Base your theology on what God says about himself. If he says he's a healer, he's not lying. That's what the devil's tried to do to the church. Convince God he did not mean what he said when he said he's a healer, when he said he's a provider, when he said he's a way maker, when he said he's a shepherd that'll lead you and guide you, that he said he'll be a peace to you when you're in the midst of trauma. Because how many of you know just because you have faith does not make you void of adversity? In fact, the reality is most of you that have stepped into your calling probably found more adversity once you decided to live up for God and find your calling has probably put a bigger target on your back. You've wondered why there's been heavier stuff coming against you, and maybe it's because of the leadership gift on your life. Maybe it's not just about you. Maybe it's about all the people you represent. Maybe it's about all the people that you will employ. What about it's all the people that you're going to heal, all the people you're going to help get out of addiction, get out of depression, get out of suicide. Give the Lord a clap and a shout if you could believe that. Somebody, a gastrointestinal, like it's in your left-hand side. Everyone's pointing over there. But there and right up, oh, you, ma'am? Lord, someone that's right next to that lady right there in the white, I can't see your face because you're so, right. You no, know, it's you standing right there. I, look at me. Yeah, you, you, you. 
Okay, your hands up? All right. If you're close to her, put your hand on her shoulders, not her head. If you put your hands on people's head and pray, it scares people, messes up their makeup and their hair, makes people mad, and they don't get healed. Don't do it. The Bible says don't let any man like that lay their hand on you suddenly. Be wise as a serpent. You don't know what they got on their hand. You don't know what kind of spirit they got when they're away from church. I can teach you that, but the Bible says that's an elementary doctrine in church is a laying on of hands, not a deep thing. It's elementary. That's like going to ABCs and one, two, threes. Lord, let your healing presence flow through her body. You're gonna feel a warmth go through your stomach. Jesus is bringing healing all through your gastrointestinal area and your intestines. It's actually, I see that there's a, there's a, there's like a, there's a sour thing. There's like, it's the seed almost like where it's making things sour. Lord, I thank you for dissolving that and removing that. And also, I thank you for helping people in here with bloating. I thank you for helping people in here that, Lord, that are holding excess water. Thank you for supernaturally bringing healing to people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, all right. I gotta get to my message. Man, this is good, come on. Oh, this is good. No, let me go on. Okay. I'm going to switch gears. Instead of going Micah, I'm going 1 Samuel 30. Smack it up. There we go. All right. Flip it. Let me bring. Don't teach me those bad songs. You're going to get me in trouble. 1 Samuel 30. Verse one, and it goes a little something like this. It came to pass, David and his homies were came to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites had invaded the south. Ziklag attacked it, and they burned it with fire, taking all the women and their kids captive to be slaves. And they did not kill them, but they carried them away to be slaves and went on their way. Verse three, David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters were taken captive. David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept till they had no more power to weep. Anybody ever been there? You ever cried out your soul because you're hurting so bad and like you exhausted anything? I'm talking to anybody in here. Anybody ever had that kind of pain in the middle of the night where there was no one else and you just, you, you let out your guts? Come on. You're, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just want to make sure I'm talking to some people in here. So they wept until they had no more power to weep. They were mourning. David's two wives, that's a problem. Come on, somebody. I got an amazing wife, but that, two wives would be a lot of, a lot of pressure. Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, that's a different name, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, Carmelite. Verse six, David was greatly distressed, or in one translation, tormented in his mind, because now his people started speaking of stoning him. Isn't that interesting? The people that once loved him, as long as they were winning, now they had a moment of defeat, and they flipped on a dime, and they took out their spears, and they used the spears that they were fighting with him. Now they wanted to stab him. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Come on, somebody. It's amazing what human nature can do, huh? One minute, everyone's for you. The next minute, they want to kill you. It says they were grieved. Everybody for his sons and his daughters, they were grieving. I feel like I just hit a nerve, but that's all right. That's good. Don't win with your boss, then stab him behind your back. Don't win with your spouse, then screw him over and stab him behind your back and talk negative about them. Because God watches what you do in silent. And if you want to be positioned in his kingdom for growth, it's not based on gifting, it's based on integrity. <laughs> gifts don't mean you're mature, they're just gifts. 
Ooh, that's good right there, huh? There's a lot of gifted people that don't have any anointing on their life. They have no power on their life because they don't want a life surrendered to God. They want a life to do their own thing and they think their gifting will keep them on a stage, give them a position or anything. Where your gifting will take you, your character better be able to keep you there. And that don't work unless you're connected to your source and that's the Holy Spirit and you allow him to work in your heart. You allow him to work in your soul. You allow him to work in your mind. You allow him to cut on you. Oh, that might not be a sexy message, but it's the right message. Because there's a lot of immaturity of people that want gift. And God wants to work through you more powerfully than you could ever imagine. God gets more glory out of your success than you being average. He wants to work, but he doesn't use, come on, he won't work through on a big level people that are all into themselves, selfish ambition, selfish motivation. He wants people that are willing to put his kingdom first, honor what he's about, allow his spirit to work in them. People all the time, just lay your hands on me and the prophetic gift and the healing miracle is just gonna come on me. Yeah, as soon as I lay hands on you, if that is imparted to you, get ready to face some devils. Oh, you see the light up here. You don't see what I battled back there. Jesus was anointed for 30 years to face the devil when nobody else saw him. Why? Because what he couldn't defeat in the dark, he couldn't defeat in the light. Some of you fighting battles right now in the dark because of what you're about to conquer in the light. And if you could see. Just let me prophetically flow. I'm good. I feel that. I feel like people are about to give birth to things. Someone's about to give birth to promises in here. You're just a couple of little bit of time away from giving birth, and the enemy's trying to get a, cut it short. He's trying to get you into the trauma. Ask any woman when she's six months, seven months pregnant if she feels all glowy. That's in the first and second trimester. We ate dinner with somebody the other night in Utah, and it was like the, she was like two days away from giving birth. Come on, she's all fidgety. She's all funky. Come on, she's all trying to keep it together, all happy. But she, she's all, I just want to give birth. Some of you, you're feeling discomfort. You're feeling struggle. You're feeling battle. Maybe those are the birth pains because you're about to give birth to something great in your future. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout like you got energy. Stir it up, San Marcos. Hey. Somebody's ears just opened. Somebody's ear, it's been partially like just muffled, it just opened. Where are you? Someone's ear just like they were, you felt warmth. What happened to your ear? What it was filled with earwax? Listen, we'll take the little miracles. Come on. What just happened? What happened right now? Is it better? Who healed you? Say that again. Can you run down here real quick? Okay, so what's your name? Jer? Jer, how old are you? 11. What do you want to be when you grow up, you think? A movie maker, that could be a great idea. Tell stories. 
Yeah, because you're going to have an incredible mind. You're going to have a very, very sharp mind, and you're going to do some very creative things, and then God's going to open up an idea. Maybe you could be like Pastor Jurgen one day too, huh, because he's very creative, because there's a call on your life, and you're going to be able to stand on stages and help people that can't hear, hear, people that can't see, see people and kids that are hurting and they're gonna feel better and they can breathe without asthma. There's gonna be a gift tonight that's gonna give to you. Put you on your left hand, if you're okay with it. Your left hand, yeah, that one, yeah. You got a cool watch and everything. How do I become you? You're cool. Okay, I'm gonna pray and God's gonna do something really special for you, okay? Close your eyes. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, I thank you for your healing presence flowing through his life. I thank you for his call to ministry that's gonna come at 23 years of age. You're gonna call him. You're gonna position him in a way that he's gonna do one big thing that's gonna, it's gonna get attention, but then you're gonna call him away. And I thank you for the grace and the mantle that's gonna be upon his life. And Lord, he's gonna be able to teach hard truths, but he's gonna teach them in a way people get, and they hunger and thirst for what comes out of his mouth. And I thank you for favor on him, economically favor to own property, and I thank you that he's a Joseph to his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, do you feel like that? You feel like warm on your hand? You feel that? What do you feel on your hand? It's just like tingly. Tingly? Okay, stay right here with me, all right? Okay, who do you want to pray for? Anybody? There's a lot of good looking people in here. Only one not good looking person, but everyone else is good looking. My sister. Your sister? Okay, run on down. She's filming you right now, though. She's going to mess up your like TikTok. Are you cool? Okay, come down. You did so good. Watch how cool this is. Certain investment's about to happen for you and opportunities that happen financially for you, sir. You're about to step into something in the month of November and about a November around the 9th, the 8th, the 9th, the 8th, 9th to 11th, right in that little area, something's gonna happen for you. There's gonna be an opportunity where you're gonna cross paths and it's either gonna open a door for an investment or an investment's gonna go through around that time and it's gonna position things for you. The Lord said, I've stripped some things away from you and it's felt uncomfortable. It's been a season where I'm around people but I feel alone, but the Lord said, I pulled you alone to transform some things. I'm pulling things out. When I took Adam, I had to take him alone so I could pull an Eve out of him. I'm about to pull things out of you. You did not know that were there. For this next season of your life, these next eight years will be creative genius shall come from your life. And people that discredited an idea that I saw you had six years ago, I will confound them by your success that I will give you. You won't fight the old, you'll build the new. And in that thing, you'll see my hand of justice and vindication on your life. For this night, I lift off the shame and even the regret that things, if I would have done that, if I would have done that. The what ifs I break tonight and the Lord says I clothe you back. I see a great mantle coming upon your life where you're gonna have so much freedom to be you. Stand up just for a minute before he prays for her. Thank you, God, flow through him. I thank you, flow through him. Spirit of God, boom, go through him right now. And I thank you for lifting that off. Okay, you ready for this? This is cool, okay. You wanna pray for sis? Okay, what's your name? Jolie. Jolie, oh my goodness, you're super pretty. How old are you? 14. Okay, you got the juice, dude. Okay, here we go. Okay, so what do you want to pray for her to do? You know, you're like, whatever. I'm a movie maker right now, whatever. Whatever, dude. Okay, just lift your hands. Lord, I pray you would use Jolie 
I pray, just there you go, start praying for her. I thank you that your healing power is gonna start flowing through her. I thank you, he's behind you, you're gonna take that, boom, let your healing presence flow through her. Shh, flow through, you're doing good, stay with me. For those of you who think, is that Christian TV? It's not, I don't do Christian TV, I'm not against it, it's just not my flow, okay? Why do I pray for people? Because I care. Sometimes God's presence can overtake people. It happened to Ezekiel, happened to Daniel, happened to John, the beloved. Come on, I like that he called himself the beloved. Don't tell me he didn't have an ego problem. Come on, somebody. He's just walking around with swag. I'm the beloved. Come on. Some, I've had that happen when I've been praying by myself before it's happened. It's beautiful. If God does it, it's beautiful. If people do it, it's ugly. If it's manipulated by money, get, run as far away from it as you can. If it's manipulated by someone trying to get cheers, run away from it. But if God's in it, how beautiful. Why would I want to resist anything that God's in? Come on. What do you want to pray for next? One more person. i got to go back to speaking my message. You can choose anyone. There's a lot of good people. You choose them. What do you want? Do you feel something you want to help pray for someone's elbow, someone's shoulder? What? It's bigger than 31 flavors. What? You want me to pick somebody? Yeah, absolutely. That beautiful lady right there in the stripes. Tell her to lift her hands. There you go. And you're going to put your hands right on her shoulder. That's Lena. And I want you to pray out of your heart. Close your eyes. Don't worry about anybody else. It's just you, Jesus, and Lena. You guys are awesome. Why you do that, Jesus, and let the little kids come to me? Don't make it hard for kids to get to God. In a society where we're trying to say it's a misdemeanor to hurt kids? Oh, hell no, not on my watch. Gavin Newsom can stick it. Come on, somebody. We're going to love children. We're going to teach children purity, power, the love of God. Our children will be mighty in the land, not weak in the land. Our children will know God, and they'll do great exploits. They're not going to learn that just watching Veggie Tales. They need to see mama and dada get up and slap the devil around. You want to... Her, Lena, your dream life's about to go to the next level. Watch what happens. Oh my gosh, I started thinking of that song from the other night. I was thinking, I sing, I, a song came to me on a stage. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see the moon, or something like that, star shine for me and you. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. You're about to go into a dream space where God's gonna really give you dreams. And I'm, that's not an area I'm real skilled in, but I can tell you, that the Lord's about to expand your dream life, your dream life. You're gonna have very, very accurate dreams of things that's gonna bless you and your family. Amen. That's awesome. You did awesome. Can we give it up for the little preacher? He's got swag. I wish I had that much swag. Come on, he's just rolling dirty. Look at him. I didn't finish my message. Verse six, David was greatly distressed. People spoke of stoning him. The soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his kids. 
And it says, David encouraged himself on the Lord his God. But David encouraged himself on the Lord his God. But David encouraged himself on the Lord his God. But David encouraged himself. But David encouraged himself. Not God encouraged David. Not Pastor Matt encouraged David. Not Mark Leposky encouraged David. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Not Pastor Jurgen encouraged you in San Marcos. But a David rose up and encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to the priest, he goes, yo, bring me the ephod. Ephod was like a thing that priest wore at that time. It would illuminate and God would speak to the priest. And David began to ask God saying, listen, shall I pursue this troop that stole and burned everything? And if I pursue him, shall I overtake him? And the Lord said, pursue, you shall surely, come on, take over and recover all. Someone say pursue. Come on, take over. Oh, that's going to get in somebody tonight. Take over and recover all. And it says David went and did just that. Here's what's interesting. David had so much successes in his life. And for one time, he got so in a success mode, he thought he could just be on his own, doing things his own way. He did not seek God's opinion about going to fight certain battles. First time it ever happened. You gotta think about it. his whole history. He was rejected by his family, anointed by God. Come on, out there with sheep, knocking out lions and bears and giants. Come on, he did some big things, come on. It says the Lord was always with him, that's why he was successful. Do you know what it says that even about Joseph, by the way? Do you know what it says about Joseph in Egypt? Had no bank account, had no Nordstrom card, come on. He had no golden goose shoes, he had no house in San Marcos, but it says the Lord was with him and he was successful. I want to encourage you for a minute. You might be in a school you don't like, a relationship you don't like. You might be in a job you don't like, with people you don't like. But if the Lord is with you, you are successful. I don't got to seek your approval to validate my success. If God is with me, who can be against me? Someone say, the Lord is with me. Slap the person next to you. Say, the Lord is with you. Now say, act like it. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, this is good. Come on, you got 10 minutes for me to speak. I'm gonna go as fast as I can. David came home to a scene, traveling over 50 miles, and he came home, and he left his territory unguarded. He left his blessings unguarded. He was busy doing one thing, but not keeping charge of the main thing. He was busy on the battleground, but he forsook the holy ground. Your strength of defeating evil, overcoming the flesh, overcoming negative feelings, is not just going to things, it's building a relationship with God where the holy ground is strong, where you're strong in the Lord. That you're not trusting on your own insight and understanding. But I'm reaching out to Jesus, I'm seeking him. Why? Because the Bible says when you sought the Lord, the Lord was found by them. I don't know about you, I want God, I want to be close to God. I want to feel and breathe in my soul. I don't want just a religious experience, I want a Jesus experience. It said he appointed them to be with him, Mark 3, 14. Then he gave them power out of being with him. Maybe power, it says in Mark, Acts 4, 13, this is what I love, is it says they recognized John and Peter, natural people, but they recognized because of the power they had been with Jesus. 
Why don't we see the same power? Maybe we're not being enough with Jesus. Maybe our strength on the battleground in a business world, in a business meeting, talking and educating, empowering, helping kids, working with our families, our strength is found on the holy ground. Don't settle for his presence. Be addicted to his presence. If you get his presence, you get life, you get everything. You get oxygen breathing your soul. Watch how powerful. David comes home, it's a scene of devastation. He's in a place of defeat and despair. It's his failure. How many know defeats can happen for three reasons? Number one, unexpected circumstances. Someone runs a red light, they hit your freaking car. It's an accident. Come on, something happens crazy, someone makes a bad choice, you're the victim of it. You ever been there before? You can sit there and sit there and blame the other person, and if you do, you attach yourself, you glue yourself to that experience, and then you sit there and you become bonded to something negative happened to you. That's most people's experience. Something unexpected happened. I remember going to speak for a church one night, Phil Muncie, great pastor. He speaks for Joel Osteen all the time. Dr. Phil Muncie went to go speak, and as I was getting ready to speak, there was a guy outside the church. He had his hand in his jacket, and he was shaking. And I got out of the car, and he goes, are you Rex Crane? I go, I don't know. I ain't stupid. I don't know what that guy's going to do to me. I go, I don't know. I go, who are you? And he starts walking toward me. I'm like, this isn't good. Nobody's with me. Ben, you weren't with me. I'm like, man, I'm in trouble. And he keeps walking. Are you Rex Crane? And he's shaking. I'm like, oh, man. I don't know. Who are you? And I'm thinking, okay, if he gets closer, I'm going to elbow him in the face, knee him where it hurts. Come on, somebody. Slam the door and run inside. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you got to be thinking quick on your feet here. Come on. And he goes, my wife. My wife was just eaten by a lion this afternoon in the hills of Mission Viejo riding on a bike. Ann Hillagel, go look her story up. On Larry King, I saw your face on the side of the wall. That's you, Rex, right? Yeah. He goes, I just got married. Her face is ripped off. My wife, I, they don't expect her to live. And instantly the Lord took me in by a revelation. He took me into the operating room. I said, here's what's going to happen. They're going to do such and such surgeries. There's 11 doctors that are working on her now. And I, I don't know if I gave the name of one of the doctors or whatever. And then all of a sudden I go, here's what's going to happen. The Lord's going to turn this matter around. He's going to make the way out. So even something unexpected happened, God's going to make a way out of it. Even when the lions tried to attack the sheep, the sheep's going to find a way out. Happened just as he said. She told it on Larry King. She even said, when my head was in the lion, I was speaking scripture verses. That lion killed a six four foot four man with her that was riding and left him on the side. And her other partner had her feet in the air and her head in the mouth of a lion. And she was quoting scripture. She lived. Don't take the word out of your mouth. Even if a lion is attacking the back of your neck, don't give him the front of your heart. Let him only get your back, not your front. Oh, there's, I could just park right there. Second, they happen because there's spiritual opposition to your life. Anybody recognize that? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, in the last times, there's fierce times on the planet. In case you haven't recognized that right now. We battle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers. And watch, says the Lord, what shall be brought to the earth in the month of June of 2024. 
for watch as it comes and watch as I dissolve it, says the Lord. For that which shall come shall come of an evil spirit, but that which I dissolve, I'll dissolve before the eyes of many. For I even announce it now that shall come in the month of June of 2024, and I will break its power. And yes, you will have a glorious fall in 2024, says the Lord. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Sit down. I got four minutes. Come on. What'd you just see? You don't want to know. I'm just telling you how it's going to end rather than how it's going to begin. Spiritual opposition. So many times there's spiritual opposition. Somebody else prayed it, prayed away. Pray this away. Pray these feelings away. Pray the gay away. Pray this away. Y'all laughing because you know it's the freaking truth. When is the last time you got aggressive with your spiritual adversaries, whether it's depression, loneliness, bitterness, hatred, sickness, poverty in your own family, and said, as the man or the woman of my house, I submit to God, I resist the devil, and he has to flee. He has to flee. He might have come, but he's got to go. Some of you, come on. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night, come on, got in a fight with bed, bath, and beyond your sheets? Anybody ever walk up, like, woke up claustrophobic, you had too many pillows and sheets on you in the middle of the night, and you start, anybody ever do that? Come on. You were fighting Calvin Klein. Some of you fight Calvin Klein in bed, bath, and beyond more than you do the enemy. And by the way, God never asks you to fight the devil. He tells you to cast him out, not to fight him. The Bible says the fight is for your faith. The fight is for your faith, America. The fight is for your faith, San Marcos. The fight is for your faith, Mama. The fight is for your faith, Uncle. The fight is for your faith, Auntie. The fight is for your faith, young person. He didn't say to fight the devil. If you do, you'll lose because you'll wear out. Don't let spiritual warfare books talk you into just fighting the devil all the time. The Bible says first submit to God, then resist the devil and cast him out, and he's got to go. God's word will not fail. God's word will not fail. If you believe John 3, 16, you got to believe James 4, 7. But usually they happen because of bad choices. Don't talk about that. Most of the junk I went through was not the devil. It's easy to blame him. My own choice did it to me. I sowed the wind, got the whirlwind. I made a bad decision. Come on. A hasty choice. You should have dated that person. Come on, somebody. They look so good on the outside. I had no idea Freddy Krueger was in there. Now, 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 you know what I'm talking about right there. I mean, it started out as just this easy makeups. I never, makeout session, I never thought it was going to go there. But now that it happens and you make a decision, and now you're sitting and you're feeling the regret of that decision, David came and he viewed what his choice had created, and now he's sitting there feeling the condemnation of it. If you're not careful, ask any therapist. They believe people should be buried under the consequences 
of their bad decisions forever. And then all of a sudden you start to think, man, maybe I'll never get to where I wanted to go. Maybe it'll never work out. Some of you are thinking that, man, I went through that in 2020. I went through that in 2021. Maybe I'll never get there. Because right now, David at this point, he was anointed as a boy to be the king of Israel. And it was right before he was about to ascend into that position. And now he made a bad decision that's destroyed everything in his life. And he's wondering, is there still going to be a happy ending? There's a lot of people in here and you have sadness of your soul. It's one thing to be sick in your body. It's nothing to be sick in your soul. You ever looked in the mirror and you don't like your own self and there's an inner civil war where you hate yourself and you're fighting yourself? Or am I the only one? Want to know how many times I've had to answer my own altar call? Where your own choice created your mess? But then I can have choices. I can run to some type of a shelter or I can run to the shelter. I can run to some false comfort or I can run to the comforter. I can run to something to medicate. Come on, we're good at that, right? Ever since the beginning of time, Eve, let's just go medicate. Let's get some leaves and cover ourselves. But covering what you cover, you can't heal. What you conceal, you can't heal. The Bible says when you don't confess, all that pain, it stays there. But when you confess and forsake, there's mercy. I want to get you into a mercy-minded. The God that you serve is merciful. The enemy has tried to work so hard in your mind to condemn you. think, see, it's not going to work out. You failed as a husband. You failed as a dad. You failed as a grandparent. You failed as an auntie. You failed as an educator. You failed here. You failed there. So that oppression blinds your reasoning, and you start to feel, I'll never live up to what God said. So why try? Hope deferred, it breaks your heart. But your heart is where you dream. Your heart is where you love. I've been there where my heart's broken. I had the faith, but my heart was broken. Partially at times because it's my fault. Other times people took advantage of me. And I let them. Because I think as your servant, you just let people be, a, you be a doormat to people. I ain't stupid no more. Come on. Don't tell everybody your dreams. Not everybody cares. You don't need more dream thieves in your life. You need some dream partners. It takes six to eight people to lower a corpse into the ground. Where are six to eight friends that you have while you're above ground to lift you freaking up? I'm looking for some real ones. Some people had no pain. What made Jesus a great healer? He understood pain. He understood the sufferer. He understood, and he wasn't okay with other people suffering. You want courage to rise in your life? You want to be confident again? Find someone to fight for. You want to immediately become excellent and more courageous? That was you. You don't gotta go to pay five thousand dollars to go see Tony Robbins in five months. You don't gotta go read Brendan Bruchard's book. You don't gotta read Mel Robbins or Oprah Winfrey. I'm connecting with the universe. The 
The law of attraction's bringing me confidence. How's an impersonal universe going to do that for you? You want to have more courage? You want to be more excellent? Excellent on your job? Find someone to fight for. Find someone to fight for. I don't want to call you out, but Leposki, Mark Leposki, I was in a room where you fought for a woman from Mexico. Her family had come, and I watched this woman go from the bottom to the top because you fought for her not recently. I was in the boardroom, where you, and this woman was speaking with eloquence because you fought for her. She had a shot. Her whole family changed. Watch. Run to a shelter, run to the shelter. Run to a refuge, run to the refuge. Medicate, come on, or go back to God. What if God had a restoration plan for you? I know the thoughts I think towards you, they're good, not evil. God's never thought a bad thought about you. I can't tell you, name, my wife said, don't name the name of the entertainer, one of the biggest in the world right now. They called me, I got a call recently. I was on the tarmac of a runway, and they, and they called and they said, one of, one, of, one of the politicians, they said, can you, do, you, do God have anything for this person? And this person, you all know, because they brought a whole movement into this person. And I go, yeah, and I already had my mind made up, like a little bit critical, to be honest with you. How many know you can prophesy the right thing with the wrong spirit? My gift can be right, but my heart can be wrong. That's why you gotta stay in the presence of God so you don't become freaking bitter. And I'm five minutes over, I'm not apologizing yet. I'm gonna apologize in a minute. I'm almost done and I'm gonna pray for a couple of watch. I remember this download that God gave me for this person. I watched how he loved this person. And this person that I'd been a little cynical towards, I looked at his heart toward this person. I go, God, I'm wrong. Forgive me. Man, God, I see it. I've seen what this destruction this has done to kids, what's done in America, what it's done throughout all kinds of different stuff and what's been achieved through this situation. But he goes, Rex, I don't quit on people. I'm talking about one of the words I gave came to pass. It was on TMZ about eight days later. Part of the word came to pass so far. And I thought, isn't that amazing? At his worst, God never thought one bad thought about that guy. He goes, I'm not closing my eyes to the obvious. I already punished Jesus, so I don't got to punish him. And I'm trying to reach him so he doesn't have to pay for his own mess up. I'm big enough and I'm merciful. Tell people that I'm merciful and I'm bigger than their failures. I'm bigger than your feelings. I'm bigger than your fears. I'm bigger than your diagnoses. I'm merciful. David goes, I got an idea, God. But I need your word on it. I ain't running out by myself. I need it in your word. Shall I go pursue and yell? If I do, can I, can I conquer it? Can I get it back? I need your word on it. If Jesus walked through the screen and said, I'm gonna lay hands on every person in this room, would you let him lay hands on you even if you weren't a charismatic? Or would you be like, no, Dr. Jer Jeremiah told me that doesn't exist today. Probably shouldn't have done that, but whatever. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do we got to deny what Jesus said? All I am is a truth teller. Let's go back to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. If he said it, he meant it. It's not rocket scientist. He's either the truth or he's a lie. Which one? 
If he said you're gonna have a comeback and you're gonna come and recover all in the next three months, would that change the way you walk out those doors tonight? Would you be walking through the parking lot going, yo, homie, we're getting stuff back. I'm getting depression off me. I'm getting sanity back. I'm getting my mind back. I'm getting my health back. I'm getting my money. I'm getting my funds back. I'm getting favor back. I'm getting the anointing back. Come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout. I got two minutes and I'm done. Come on, slap the person next to you. Say, get it back, get it back. Get it back, get it back. Someone, they're actually two different women. You haven't been able to have a child yet. Your womb just opened. One endometriosis, it just went. Your womb, you're about to get pregnant. You're going to be a woman with child. Very swiftly, two women, just two women and two women, two Some of you are just open, open. I command that womb to open now, open now. Blessing are they. That's a destiny God's already spoke about coming to earth. Oh, my Lance. Oh, if we could go scuba diving, I know we're overwatch. And I end with this, Marina Chapman. She was taken by her captors in Colombia, taken and they take her to a jungle, five years of age. They left her in the middle of a jungle. True story, five years of age. Scared out of her mind, hungry, thirsty, didn't know where she was. Mama, mama, mama never came. Finally, she fell asleep at night in the middle of a jungle with all kinds of horrible sounds from animals she never heard. Five years of age, she's not even been to kindergarten yet. Standing there in the middle, mama. She cried herself to sleep and fell asleep that night. She woke up and she was surrounded by monkeys, big ones, old ones, tall ones, surrounded her. She was scared. They were making ooh, ooh, ah, all those kinds of sounds and it scared her. Mama, save me. Mama, rescue me. Mama wasn't around for any of it. Then all of a sudden, she said one big one swatted her on the side. She got scared, and the other ones came and started digging their hands at her head, mashing at her face, and finally she said, stop it! And it scared all the monkeys, and they backed off. It's a good little teaching testimony real quickly right there. Once you get aggressive and say, devil, uh-uh, I'm putting up the shield of faith, you got to go, get off my family, get off my mind, you watch, it'll stop. Most of it exists with your permission. You get what you tolerate. You don't want depression? Stop talking about it. You don't want defeat? Reject the spirit of failure. Freaked out. She's sitting there. They came to some type of a peace where the monkeys were okay with her after a short period of time. She didn't know what to do, but she followed them. She watched the monkeys, how they drank water from leaves and open nuts to eat, so that's what she did. It wasn't long before she got down on all fours and started walking like a monkey because that's all she could see. No human contact. Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, months turned into years. For five years, Marina Chapman lived as a monkey. Even though she was a human, living in trees, climbing trees, operating as a tree, she was stolen, taken. They'd given up that her life was over. Her family thought she was dead living in the middle of a jungle with monkeys. One day sitting in a tree, she saw something shining on the ground. She was intrigued by it, so she climbed down like a monkey out of the ground. She picked it up, and when she did, it was shiny. She looked it up, and she looked at it, and she screamed, ah! She dropped it. Then she went up, and she went back to it. She picked it up again, and she, when she looked at it, there were two eyes and a nose and a mouth looking back at her. 
It was a mirror that some hunter must have left sometime. And when she saw herself in the mirror, she saw what she wasn't. She looked at the monkeys and she realized, I'm not a monkey. I'm not one of them. She had no concept of herself at the age of five. She didn't talk, she lost all her language. But when she looked into the mirror, all of a sudden she began to see, I'm not a monkey. I'm not an animal. She didn't know what she was, but she knew what she wasn't. Within a couple weeks, the hunters were passing by and they found this girl holding a mirror where she would just look in the mirror and say, I don't know what I am. Mirror, mirror, I don't know what I am, but I'm not that. See, something happens when you get into the mirror of God's word. The Bible says it's a mirror of God's word. The Bible says when you look into the mirror of God's word, you begin to discover what you're not. You're not cursed no more. You're not defeated no more. In fact, you don't got a coping spirit. You got a conquering spirit. You're more than a conqueror. That's why some of the hells come at you to make you feel like you're not a conqueror because you are a conqueror. Someone's going to get this. I ain't po no more. Why? God gives me the power to create wealth, not riches, wealth. Big difference. Wealth is who you are. Come on. Riches are just what you got. Your riches will become somebody else's someday. I hope you got a lot to live on them, but I hope more than anything, you become wealthy in life. Wealthy in good works, wealthy in love, wealthy in compassion, wealthy in the anointing, wealthy with your children, wealthy with your grandchildren, wealthy in the presence of God. When you walk into a church, you just don't sit in the back, whatever. You're like, I want to be wealthy towards the presence of God. As she looked into that word, they transformed her. They rescued her out. She got help, and now she's a grandmother. She still climbs trees with her grandkids. But she said, I started with one mirror, and then that mirror started to change the way I saw myself. See, some of you say, I just gotta, I gotta tolerate this. I gotta handle this. I just gotta deal with this. And God's saying, no, 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 no. This is a season to get it back. And if I'll go back to the word, David strengthened himself in God and got a word and said, you shall recover all. You shall and then David went to the other people and says, yo, it's time to get up, boys. You might be, be, be bothered at me now, but I got a word from God. I'm gonna lift you and I'm gonna lead you. I'm gonna lift you. You can't lead anybody you're not gonna lift. If no one's following you, you're not leading nobody. You're taking a walk. Make sure you're an example to your kids, come on, of faith, of love, of good works, servanthood, helping out the underdog, praying for the person that doesn't deserve it. Our little kids are watching. I stopped on the side of the road the other day going to a baseball game, and somebody had been reaching out to us and saying, hey, forever, I didn't know, and they said, hey, I got brain tumors all over my brain. Is there any way you can meet us off a highway? We stopped with our kids and we stopped on the side of the road in front of a Krispy Kreme. It felt like it was a God idea. He did say, taste and see the Lord's good. And I prayed, we prayed there with our kids watching. They're watching in their hands. All these people are honking, yelling out as we go by. But we had our hands on this man praying for him. No cameras, no flash like tonight. No one praying and saying amen. They were giving us other fingers. 
and we laid our hands on a man with tumors all over his brain and he was blind, partially blind. It was so amazing that what you do when no one else is watching and Jesus was like, thanks for making room for me, man. Thank you, Rex, for making room for me. I got a report back a couple days ago, about a week and a half ago actually, and he said, every tumor is gone from the man's brain. His eyesight came back. Because Jesus, because Jesus, let me say his name, Jesus. Jesus, come on. When you walk out of here tonight, you're not walking away with any ministry. You're walking away with Jesus because you're about to get stuff back. Come on, close your eyes and lift your hands. Say, Lord, I thank you for this season of restoration in my life. I'm getting stuff back. Things I gave away and things that were stolen. Tonight, new opportunities are coming my way. I'm getting back Miss Money. Ooh, I felt that for people. If you felt like a warmth that just hit your chest or a tingly hit your hand, I put your hand on your heart saying, I'm getting back money I lost. God's given it back to me. <laughs> Depression's leaving people. Peace is coming back to people. Loneliness is leaving people. Thank you, Jesus. And tonight, sadness is leaving people's soul. That spirit that's been against you of sadness is being broken tonight. Many of you are going to begin to cry and just begin to pour out your heart to God. This is you and God. This isn't you, God, and Rex. You're going to begin to cry, and God's going to bring healing to your soul. I'm not trying to manipulate anything, but you've carried so much weight. And that spirit of defeat is being broken off your life tonight. That spirit of sadness is lifting off your soul. Seasons are changing. It's a recovery season. Lord, I thank you tonight for bringing healing. And there's people here. There's a, there's a brand in here. There's a brand in here. I cancel that thing that's been against you that wants to take you out. I break its power. There's also a couple people that have had really, really dark thoughts about escapism on the planet. God's not mad at you. He loves you. And tonight's going to be a night of freedom where all that darkness lifts off you. That hovering over that spirit of there's no way that life doesn't, there's, life's not worth living. I break that tonight in Jesus' name. Life was made for you. You're going to live energy rich, emotionally rich, spiritually rich and strong. And I thank you that our families, where things have been disconnected, being reconnected tonight. Where there's been disappointment, let there be reappointment tonight, because you're the God of all hope. You're the God of all hope. We return to our place of hope. If you feel like you've just been under a spirit of defeat, and you're ready just to get help tonight, I normally don't do this. Just come to the altar. I'm not going to lay my hands on everybody tonight. If you feel like, just come. Just come and kneel. That's what they used to do in the Billy Graham days. If you feel like, man, I'm, I need God, I need help, I need God, I need help, just come to the altar, make a little step. If I was hurting, I'll tell you what, I'd do it. There's times in my life I have done it. Just come and lift your hands. There's mercy here for people. There's healing here for people. There's recovery here for peeling. Give me a little bit more strength on the keys and music, please. 
Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you, God. Come on. Give people a clap even as they come. Come on. I just want to see, yeah, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Let's go there. Come on, you powerful people. Let's go there. Yes, come on. If you just feel like I need God, come on. Just come. Bring your kids. Bring your family. You can handle five more minutes of this. Over every heart and every mind. Ooh, beautiful. Because I know there's peace within your presence. Thank you for healing people.
beautiful. Just grab someone's hand on your left and your right, and I want you just to pray for them. Put your hand on their shoulder. I want you to pray for them just for 15 seconds. The presence of God's here, miracles over our family. We're going to pray for our families. We're going to pray for our families. We're going to pray for our kids, our grandkids, our nephews, our cousins. Come on, for 15 seconds, pray for their families. Thank you that our households shall be saved. Thank you that our kids shall be saved. They'll be mighty in the land. Thank you, God, for our younger generation. Thank you, God, for our grandkids. Our, our, Lord, I thank you for Lord our, our nephews and our nieces. Thank you for grandparents. Thank you for our families coming together. Thank you for breaking down walls and barriers. Thank you, God, for bringing healing and mercy over our families. Thank you for bringing sobriety over our families. Thank you for lifting depression off of our families. Thank you for lifting spirits of sickness off our families. Spirit of defeat is breaking off our families. Thank you that things that are disconnected are being reconnected tonight in our families. Children are going to come home. Grandkids are going to come home. Kids are going to come home in their right mind. Kids are going to come home. Kids are going to come home. Prodigals are going to come home. Thank you, God, for our families. Thank you for our sons and our daughters. We bless them in your name. They're blessed. They're highly favored in your name. Thank you, God. Come on, 10 more seconds. Pray for your families. Pray for our families. Come on. There's power in a family. God made a family. We're about family. Come on. We win as a family. If you don't have a natural family, you got spiritual family here. Come on. You got brothers and sisters. You got people that care. Lord, I thank you for healing an orphan spirit where they had people that were their parents but not caretakers and that there's been an orphan spirit. I thank you that you said in your word you'll not leave you as orphans. Holy Spirit, I pray a spirit of adoption would fill people's hearts tonight that God, we're your children, that we're not orphaned anymore. I thank you that beggar's mentality, that poverty that comes with that would be broken off, I pray, generationally. I thank you that that orphan spirit would be broken. I thank you that we've been adopted and accepted as sons and daughters through the precious blood of Jesus. I praise you for it, Father. I praise you, Abba. I praise you, Abba, Father. Glory to you, God. While you have your hand on that person, just pray for healing over their body. Pray for healing over their body. They need energy. They need health to do destiny. You release healing. You're the body of Christ. You're the body of Jesus on the earth. Command them to be healed. Command sicknesses to go. Command oppression to leave. Come on, activate it. I thank you for a takeover spirit. Spirits of infirmity got to go. Pain's got to go. Thank you for removing and dissolving tumors and masses. Thank you, Lord, for cataracts being removed tonight. Thank you that eyesight is being restored, even without glasses. Lord, I thank you tonight for healing people's necks and backs. Thank you, Lord, for going into people's, I thank you, Lord, their blood system, removing impurities. I pray that, Lord, people that are scared with vaccines because of blood clots, dissolve every blood clot. And I pray no negative effects from the vaccines in our bodies. I pray out of your mercy that no effects, no strokes, no sudden heart attacks over us and our children. 
I pray and I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I overcome by the power and the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony. I plead the blood of Jesus over our families. No heart attacks, no strokes. Lord, I pray, let healing flow. Remove plaque from people's hearts. People's gums be healed. People's gums be healed. People's gums be healed. Lord, thank you for healing people. Venereal diseases being healed tonight. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name for lungs. I see a lower lobe of the lung being healed tonight. A young man with asthma, you're around 13 years of age. You're being healed. Come on, just pray. Keep praying for a minute. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. You can handle 20 more seconds. You're going to feel like a wind. It's not just to be the air conditioning vent. You're going to feel them like a wind. You're blowing the debris out. The Bible says by a wind, God blew provision. In Psalm 106 and 107, he blew provision into their camp and let it fall at their doorstep. The Lord is a sign tonight. Blow, Holy Spirit, across this place. I thank you for bringing provision opportunities, endorsements, engagements, brokering deals. Lord, things are coming to people's doorsteps from your hand to theirs. 
there it is, boom. Oh my goodness. Arthritis is leaving people. Move your wrist, tunnels are opening. That sharp pain that's been on the back of someone's neck right here that just left. Move your neck, you'll find movement, freedom of range of movement. Mark and Julie Leposki, your rod's going to blossom in this season. Your rod is going to blossom in this season. In a new way, it's going to blossom in this season, especially in October. never met him, but he's, I think he goes to this church, the owner of Rowan. You're about to have a breaking down of one barrier, and now you're about to see some exponential growth, even when it's been downturn, and there's a bit, a little bit of a freeze in the market. You're going to see a traction I'm going to give you. I'm going to come to you with a strategic idea, and it's going to put you on a fast track where other people are slow. You're going to be fast. You'll see the ROI in month of February. Is there an Ange or an Angie? Angela, Angie, Angie. Is there an Ange or Angie, Angela? Yell at me. In here? Where? Angie? Can you, is your name, do you go by, is your name Angela, but go by the name of Ange? Yeah. The Lord told me about you before I walked in here tonight. Can, can you run down here real fast? I got to get going. We got to grab our kids, but let me finish this off. You're a good woman, Ange. I'm going to show you. Isn't this wild? Her name is Ange, but her, 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 she goes by Ange, but her name's Angela. That's what they called you at school. God's touching you and he's lifting off anxiousness off you. And you're going to breathe better. And this is going to be a really, really good season, a makeup season for things in your life. Thank you for Angela's life, her family. Thank you, God, that you're enriching them and empowering them. I thank you that, Lord, that where there's been that just, it's been like a tensity. I see that for a period. You're lifting that off. You told me that in the back. You're lifting all that off. And I thank you that, God, you care for birds, that you'll take care of her. And I thank you that, God, there's going to be a really, really great opportunity that's going to come to them. It wouldn't shock me if it's in the idea of purchasing a property or moving something with property, and it's going to turn out very favorable to you very swiftly. There'll be a swift return, says the Lord. It'll happen quickly, and then all of a sudden, it'll swiftly turn as a favorable gift. And watch the Christmas that I'll bring to you this year, says the Lord, for I will do something very special and significant for your family. And you'll know it's a token of my goodness just because I'm into you. Whew, blow up. There it is. Bam. Aren't you glad you came? 
Why don't we give the Lord a big old clap and a shout in here tonight? Come on, Sam. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.